This is Richie Wexer, your host of Vintage Annals Archive Outsider Podcast. Very pleased to announce that we have Amelia Fay today, who played Caroline in the musical How to Dance in Ohio. Uh, Amelia Fay is a performer from Taiwan, living in New York City, and sometimes Texarkana, Texas. Being a former literature major, she loves learning while creating each character's backstory. Now she is thrilled to portray these characters and share these stories with the world. When she's not performing, she enjoys kickboxing and making cool dice for her fellow D&D friends. Amelia is also a voiceover artist and narrates audiobooks across all genres. Um, we got to meet them, again, in the context of How to Dance in Ohio, and they were just a pleasure to talk to. Very talented, very, very kind, very smart. Uh, it was really great having a conversation with them and everyone else involved with this musical. Please check out our separate podcast. This will be on that one as well, called Building Momentum, a very unofficial uh, How to Dance in Ohio podcast with episodes um, from 13 different people involved, from the director to the access team to performers. Uh, Take care. Thank you so much. So I want to get into a little bit about you and you know your work. I, I was really interesting. Your doc, your resume really interested me. Um, kind of having a, a you know liter- a literature major. Uh, I like that you, you know, I was interested in wondering. Uh, I know you do a lot of D and D stuff, and I was just curious on like how D and D might have might have prepared, has prepared you for theater acting or any kind of acting. Uh, <clears throat> it's actually the the other way around, I feel. Okay. I didn't I didn't really got introduced to DD until I want to say a few years ago. And okay. I was already acting. And DD has a lot of well, um, at least like people who enjoy the role playing part of DD. Like yeah. a lot of it has a, a lot to do with like improv and you know listening and reacting and it's basically acting except you don't have a script you just kind of like jump into this fantasy world and you know interact with uh, uh other people in the world as your character so it's kind of the other way around i feel like acting helps me learn to play dnd has there been any like any dnd characters that you really enjoyed playing do, do you get into certain i don't know are you do you like to be a warrior do you get into being you know what what is there are there any you know i don't know archetypes of that world that you really enjoy I I've always been a um like fantasy world of elf like kind of fan. So I like we only it's so funny. My first D and D campaign and the only campaign that I ever participated is actually with a lot of the cast members in How to Dance in Ohio. And the dungeon master who runs the game is uh or used to be uh the brother of the book writer of Ohio. And oh, wow. Yeah, and then a lot of the the game the the players are Connor who plays Tommy and uh, yeah. Des who plays Remy. Like a lot of us are in the show, and and that's why we kind of have to stop the game because then Broadway happened and we're all too busy. But that was like <laughs> my first game, and yeah, and I played. I I never answered your question. I I played okay. an, an elf um, who's a warlock. <laughs> what is it that um you might enjoy more or or not about working in an ensemble? Hmm, that's a really good question. I I don't know. I 
yeah, I never thought of it that way. I think I really like an ensemble show because I, I feel like everyone has their own storyline. Yeah. <laughs> like my voice is so tired. Oh my god. Um, don't 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 push your voice too much. We can we can. Uh, I yeah. Can always, I can always make you louder, or I can just talk. I'll just edit your voice for you. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love I love ensemble pieces because yeah, everyone has their own storyline and we're all like um a, a, one piece of the puzzle and then we, yeah. we pick the big um my one of my favorite acting teacher used to say, um, are you familiar with Sunday in the Park with George? Oh yes. Oh my god, yeah. I guess. So right. like the like the painting pointillism, like um an, an actor's job is to like become one of the dots to create and create okay. the color. And it's not your job to paint the full picture. It's the audience job to kind of like form all the colors together. And and I really like that. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. You can tell how well you all get along in real life to a certain extent because, you know, knowing about the, the background, I'm just curious on how that piece of it affected you in terms of having somebody making sure as having a disability that you were, you were, had access, you were welcome. The audience was welcome. What was that like to work on something like that? Had that is that something that's happened for you often? Yeah, not at all. This is not to say like all the, all the theater companies, other theater companies that I work with are all like bad people. Like I'm not saying that, but it's just, it's also very rare. I think in general in our industry for actors to ask for stuff and it, we're not talking about like, oh, I only want the blue M&Ms. Like, you know, like we're not, it's literally just like, hey, I like little things like, hey, I I like to learn music uh, sitting closer to the piano. I like getting my schedule maybe a little ahead of time. So I kind of know what to prepare coming into a rehearsal the next day, like tiny things like that. And then yeah, like we we are not in an environment where actors are even allowed or feel safe to ask for things just to so they can do their job. And then so this company has been it's it's been so refreshing. Like I'm sure other people already told you that right off the bat before we even start rehearsal, they send out this questionnaire about like, oh, what are your access needs? And it's not even just for autistic people it's also for uh neurotypical people like oh what can we do to provide you a safe space for you to just have you only have to focus on do, doing your job and yeah. this like goes like from yeah um we have sensory issues or maybe the light shouldn't be too too bright or i don't like the sound of whistling to like hey i'm my eyesight is not too good so when you print the script can the fonts be bigger or yeah. Yeah, or like I'm allergic to scent. So when you wash uh, the costume, can you do like the, the like stuff that doesn't have scent? like stuff like that? And and you truly like not only the autistic uh, members benefit from it, like honestly, everyone benefit from it. And even if when you don't have any access needs, when you are just aware that the team has your back, it, it is so reassuring, and you just feel like you can just be yourself in, in yeah. the workplace. And when you, like even the fact that sometimes we get uh, overwhelmed or overstimulated and most of the time in other company, we'll just be like, no, I can't. I just have to kind of like press on and, 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 you know, go through it. I feel bad to, to, to um, ask to maybe leave the room for a little bit. And in our company, we know that we can, we are allowed to do that because that's, mm -hmm one of our needs and it's just so reassuring and 
yeah and, and because we have that part being taken away um the like the fear and the worry and all the other stuff we get to just really focus on the job and making connections with people and i think that also and also all everyone is super nice so it's not hard to love them <laughs> but like yeah. you know and this is i think this is why it's so apparent i hope that for the audience to see that we do like genuinely care for every single person we work on stage and off how does it feel for you that the audience is also being taken care of as if you know i know there's like it's there's two century areas there's fidget toys i mean what does that how do you thinking about like the audience how does that make you feel that that they're welcome as well yeah no i think i, I think if if anything our show just proves that this should just be the norm because if theater is as everyone has been claiming for everyone we should you know let everyone be able to enjoy ours the the way uh they can and and so yeah i i'm i'm very happy and then you can really yeah. tell that um we we just did a sensory friendly uh performance uh the, this past under yeah and w one of our uh, cast members, Haven, she she did a lot of Broadway shows, and she she also did sensory sensory friendly shows before. But she's never done a sensory friendly show that's this packed and this vocal before. But it just goes to show that because our show is known to create a accessible uh, environment for people, and the people actually are like you know what, I, I do believe this is because a lot of time they were probably like, oh, they claim the show says sensory friendly, but maybe not for us. I don't feel safe. And but the fact that they all showed up is very yeah. reassuring and heartwarming for all of us. And it, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. And, and being in theater and being in New York, what do you think the legacy of that piece of it is? What do you think the legacy of doing something that's been so well designed to take care of Every the cast, the everybody. I mean, I know, I know, I, I know. I talked. I forget what I talked to, but my understanding is there's 25 different people who identified as autistic on working on the entire show in different parts. Yeah, I, I think um, at least I, I hope it, it does. Our show does encourage other theater makers, producers um, to to make their their uh, workplace more accessible, and because most of mo most of the time when when um uh a thing that that seemed to be only beneficial for a small group of people benefits every single person yeah. and you yeah and then you 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 also allow to discover more more talents and more more people um when you create workplace like that and then because honestly <laughs> autistic actors are are the director's dream because we are so like you know we we're so we 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 insist on like doing everything correctly and then we we want to make everything right and then if you yeah you, you ask me to stand on number two i will never leave number two like things things like that you know and 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 the same go goes to like uh crew members and uh, people on the creative team like we are so like detail oriented and then we that as long as you give us our our support and as long as the communication is open and you don't make any assumption of people like we're really good <laughs> 
I know one of the first things that comes up in the show is that, you know, if you met one autistic person, you met one autistic person. I'm wondering, like, does is it get kind of odd when you're modeling after another person who's autistic, but it might be totally different than yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, oh, honestly, all of the above. I uh, We actually booked the the role two over two years ago. Uh, our first, first workshop was uh, uh, 2021 uh in the fall and um i just moved back to the states because i i went back to taiwan for a bit during covid because there's no job you know <laughs> and then so so i flew back and i but i was in texas at the time and um and i saw this uh, casting post uh from jacob uh the composer on instagram and i was just like oh my god they are casting um autistic people to portray autistic characters that's unheard of and that's so cool but it was back then it was just a 29 hour reading it was just like a three two week workshop it's very short um I didn't like think much about it like I I also didn't think I'm like any job like none of us think like oh I'm gonna book this you know so I I was just and also I wasn't even sure if I want to move back to New York because Broadway wasn't like open yet reopened right 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 so I I submitted kind of more like a I'm gonna do this for myself kind of thing without thinking about it and then we went through a lot of uh callbacks and stuff and then I and then I got to the final callback which was on zoom so I also am scared that oh if i tell people that i'm autistic would that hinder my chance more when in terms of booking jobs because of the stigma the, uh, that people have for autistic people so there's like a lot of that into come into play and also there's like imposter syndrome like all that stuff and then she's the one who's like no you deserve to be here yes you should audition um, I don't want to force you, but you really should should do this. And I'm so happy that I did. I just admire that you're, you know, being so real and honest that you're like, I don't know if it's for me, is it? Not just my family, but like my whole culture, I guess. What We were taught like not to talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, funny. it was yeah. it, it almost felt like, oh, I'm coming out of the closet. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and but I and then I did and then I. Um, I, I didn't watch the documentary until a little later because I I wanted to I wanted to honor the the people I portray, but I also don't want to be uh, get I don't want to get influenced by by the documentary too much. Um, but yeah, and uh, I feel like a lot of us individually got written into our character. Like the spirit is still the people from the documentary, but a lot of us are in it as well. Did they bring pieces of your own life into your character in terms of uh, or not so much? You you were you were saying how a lot of your you you your own lives got embedded. I was wondering for you particularly if your if things in your life or parts of your personality or anything, any ways you identify were were added to the script. Yeah. I, I think the most um I have I, I'm very personality wise I'm very very similar to the real Caroline so I think personality wise it works out <laughs> but um in terms of like hobbies and stuff she really loves anime and I do too but my anime days was like <laughs> years ago so I don't really keep up with it and but I love Jane Austen I love uh Regency I love Bridgerton so that part 
was written because of me and I'm so happy. Um, and I also like the dark side of the history. So there's jokes about her talking about uh, beheading uh, guillotine in the show. That's also me. Um, but I'm also, yeah, personality wise, we're both very, I want to say both of our special interests is romance. I, I wouldn't shut up about love. I love love. <laughs> I love celebrating love. I love yeah. seeing people falling in love. It's just, yeah. yeah. And even when the first time I met the real Caroline, she she's asking, do you have a boyfriend? Do you want me to find you a boyfriend? She's, I, I love her so much because I'm the same way. Um, yeah. And we, I think for me personally, and you can see a bit bits and pieces of it in the show um that caroline has a hard time setting boundaries okay and recognizing boundaries setting boundaries or um understanding that setting boundaries doesn't make you a bad person and recognizing like you know something like nice is different than good if you look at the poster of the hbo documentary the two people holding hands that's caroline and jay okay so yeah. what do you look like in terms of boundaries, you know, thinking about that, having this, the character, having this possessive boyfriend, how did that play into boundary stuff? I think, um, so the whole thing was, uh, the whole thing happened when um, the, the book writer, Rebecca, went to visit um, Caroline and everyone else in Ohio. And she mentioned to them that um, her boyfriend, Jay, um, is very controlling and possessive but it's kind of and and she wasn't in a really i i want to say she's in a in a kind of toxic relationship um so that kind of inspired the whole idea of her having a a boyfriend that's possessive and yada yada but like in the first workshop it wasn't super obvious okay. and then as as we develop more uh plot and character um character work that's got written into more and i don't i don't want to like bring the mood down but it, it is very common um for my from my personal experience and also i heard many stories now that um autistic people especially uh female presenting autistic people uh sometimes uh get stuck in relationship like this and speaking for myself personally i feel like sometimes as uh an autistic woman i tend to lean on um neurotypical people for guidance and so sometimes when uh, a person who show very possessive and protective and proactive of you um makes me feel like Oh yeah, I can just he can take the lead and I'll just do whatever he asks me to do. And sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. And sometimes that doesn't make it and this is where I said like, oh, nice is different than good. Cause it it can that that person, like I'm sure Jay loved Caroline so much. And I'm sure he 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 truly cared about her, but his way of showing his his jealousy, his controlling is not good for her. So sometimes it's really hard for for me as well to to recognize that and be like, but this person does love me. And even though he's hurting me um, emotionally and that doesn't make him a bad person, that doesn't mean I should leave him. And then so I feel like a lot of times um, it, we don't talk enough about um, uh, 
like this side of um the the uh, for of autism if that makes sense yeah no i mean the only way i can explain it is um there's this natural there's this kind of odd combination this is i don't know if you know the term like empath i, I you know i identify as an empath although i know it's very different from being autistic necessarily but there's a dynamic every time i i look this up there's a this kind of uh, circular, I don't know, co codependent, we'll call it, between narcissists or bullies and empaths. Yeah, and and yeah, you're you're so right, and and I think when that does happen, it, it's hard for me at, at least to to recognize that no, this is not my fault. This is your fault because I would just assume that I did something wrong because usually. At being being autistic my whole life i i probably did something wrong so everything is my fault and then you just kind of like spiral and it's just a yeah um, you don't i mean believe me, you and i are in the same world there <laughs> no this is this is totally why like thank you for sharing sharing that this is the exact reason why i left taiwan because musical wasn't a thing back there when 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 i grew up and all i talk about was theater and people found me really annoying <laughs> because they don't understand what i'm talking about and also when people don't care about your special interests they're just like uh you talk too much and then so i i'm just like you know what i'm gonna find my own people and then i flew to new york <laughs> but just in terms of the connections you've had with this cast with these people with the experiences what are some what are some nice, you know, some things you want to share about just your experiences with this cast and in, in, in the show in any way, in any way you want to share? I think they're at this point, like they are, they are family to me yeah. and I have never felt, I, I think it's, it's a little sad and, and also just the reality of things that I never felt my whole life, a sense of belonging, like even, even back home, I, I just feel like I'm always an outsider and I need to move away. And then I moved to New York and I still feel that way um, for many, many reasons, because, you know, my race and I'm, a, I am a foreigner. And then also I'm adding, I'm autistic on top of it. I am sorry that you go through that. That's not easy. No, um, but I, I'm kind of like, I, I make peace with it. It's just part of it. And I think it's also so validating just knowing that I'm, I'm autistic and makes me feel like, oh, I can give myself more grace when it comes to negative feelings like that. Um, but but this is the first time ever I find my group of people. And whenever I like when wherever they are is where home is, is how I feel. And it's also so validating to because I've never first of all, I never talked to anyone about being autistic, let alone talking to autistic actors about being autistic and in the industry. So it's the first time we we all get to do that with so many people. And then, so there are so many moments where I feel a certain way or I'm dealing with some stuff and I can just reach out and say to the other six people like, hey, does this happen to you too? Is this normal? And then we all, we all talk about, like we have our own little therapy group <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it's been, it's been that way. And I learned so much about myself, um, about, about them, about about autism, too, yeah. through through uh, my people and through the show, and it's just, yeah. It, I, did that? Did I answer your question? No, that was. I really appreciate it. that. Was no, and all, all I can say to you is, someone who saw the show. I mean, you you know, everybody is transcending in that. I, I, I there are so many different times where I'm just like zoned in on one person or someone else, and you you as well. Like everybody, 
whatever you're putting out, the performance, it, it is, you are all doing amazing. I mean, I understand you, whether, however you feel about things or not, but whatever you did in the show, you, you are, you are amazing in the show. You, you're bringing so much joy, so much caring. I mean, there's so much kind, you know, at the root of this for me, this whole project really, I feel like it's about kindness. I do. I, I, I do. And, and yeah, it's so I, I, I talk about this all the time, but throughout this process, I, I keep like wondering, like, if I grew up in an environment where I can openly, we can openly discuss autism or if my, um, you know, like, I'm not blaming my family. It's just the culture. But like, if I grew up in an environment like this, or if I, if I was one of the clients at Amigo Family Counseling, or if I had shows like How to Dance in Ohio growing up, what kind of person would I become? Because like Caroline has so much more understanding of herself and, and, and such a positive outlook uh, like than, than Amelia is uh, does at like, growing up. And like I, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel like it's just, it, it's so empowering and validating and honestly beneficial to everyone to just talk about it mm. and I, I hope I really hope one day like obviously this is like two different very different things but I really hope one day we will live in the world where I can just be like I'm autistic and nobody would say stuff like oh you don't look autistic or or like oh when did you get diagnosed it, like I hope we can come to a point where I can just say that, like I'm telling people like I'm gay and nobody will like say anything about it. Have there been strengths of things? Have there been things that this really, are there ways that this really has changed your life in a more positive way on your reflection of being autistic? Oh yeah. Just, just the fact that I can now openly tell people that I'm yeah. autistic and, and I am now encouraged to, to read. I, I've been reading so many books about autism it's so funny that uh, sometimes I, my holistic uh, friends and cast members was looked so uh, surprised when I said, oh, I also learned a lot about like autism because there's so much to be learned. Like the, there's not enough studies out there yet. And of yeah. course, like uh, as autistic individual, we don't know everything about autism, um, but like learning more about it too, I, I'm I, I'm allowed to be more forgiving yeah. to myself when it comes to like, oh, I'm feeling, cause I, like you said, like I, being an empath myself too, I feel everything, but being an autistic empath, sometimes I cannot identify what those feelings are right away. I had to like go home and think about it a day or two and then, oh, I was angry, but I do feel everything. And then sometimes yeah. I, I get upset with myself for not being able to clock things sooner or feel things sooner or whatever. And then now knowing that, oh, that's a part of it is yeah. so, so, so I, like, I, it makes me feel I, like I get, I get to give myself so much grace and that itself makes me a happier person. <laughs> yeah. So. I, thank you. So much. I really, I gotta say, I really appreciate you just being open and honest and it's been lovely talking to you. I have one more thing. If you're giving advice to someone else who is autistic, um, in everything you've learned through the, through, let's let's just focus on the script and the songs. What is the biggest lesson you can offer to somebody who is who of how to operate in a world that doesn't maybe welcome them in terms of being autism? Is that 
Is that clear? I know it's a big question. Yeah, it is often. a big question. Uh, I don't know how to ask little questions. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm autistic. I'm trying my best. No, you're like <laughs> all of your questions are so. What is the word? Thought provoking, and I like that. It, it tickles my brain in a very good way. Is there any reflection? Any any any? I don't know. Any story? Is there a moment in this process? Of being the musical that was just special to you, it just it's just ended on one sharing some. Yeah, I, know, some I, I think how how to how to take take your time because everyone is a work in progress, and and how to give yourself grace, and how to take take your time, and just trust trust the unknown. This is really a pleasure. Thank you. Have, you have a great day, and enjoy the last ten, eight days, nine days. Uh Something like that. No, I know. I know. Performance uh, number thirteen. Okay. 13 more shows. Well, enjoy. Enjoy the rest of the ride. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. We have some very exciting things coming up. I'm just making a quick announcement. Um, we're celebrating our, our bar mitzvah year. It's our 13th year of the of the Instagram and almost our second year of the podcast. And we've got some special events coming up. Um, I'm going to be posting about these very soon, but one is a live Zoom with Paul Williams, uh, live Zoom with uh, Julia Gordon, uh, amazing photographer, Meryl Meisler, amazing photographer, uh, Kevin Allison, and some really other, other great people. We'll be making more formal announcements on the website this week. But um, there'll be a separate webpage set up for that, so please check that out as soon as you can. Thank you. We